Welcome to Thick, Strong, and Awkward with John Stacy. Today I got to catch up with one of my best friends, pro strongman, Justin Loy. Uh, we met three, maybe four years ago now back in Alaska before he joined the Army Warrior Fitness Team and moved away from me. Since then, he's won nationals and started competing in the pro circuit uh, and has actually gotten out of the Army. But I'll let him fill you in on all of that and what else is new in his life, including his new kitten. Also, don't forget to subscribe. I couldn't do this without the uh, super supportive community around here. And uh, if you don't have the, or if you don't mind and have the time leaving a review, that would be rad. Uh, I'd love to keep this five star thing rolling. Uh, here we go. You saw what? Yeah, I saw you. Uh, you're benching what I'm benching now, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a new one rep for you? Uh, I think so. That's that's good. Yeah, it's progress. Yeah. Yeah, it should be should be hitting 405 here by the time I'm 40. You're on good track for that. Yeah, good pace. Ten more years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's taking you what to get past what, like 315, at least a year, right? I don't know. It was, it was <laughs> and then uh, I got like, I jumped. I think like I really struggled with anything over like 300, 315 mm-hmm. was like that. Like, a, like I had to be like really on that day. And then uh, I jumped up a little bit and was able to hit, I don't know, like 350. All right. Um, but then, yeah, just kind of never goes anywhere and it's okay. I don't really care. Yeah. It's wild. Cause you've put uh, 350 overhead multiple times. Right. Yeah. I was telling people that I've hit 300 overhead more than I've hit a 300 plus bench or like yeah. more times overhead. And I probably failed 300 plus bench more times than I've failed 300 plus overheads. It was real Some weird. Interesting, interesting stats. <laughs> <clears throat> they line up for strongman though. Yeah. Unless there's a bench competition, which in which case I'll just, I'll pull out of that one. I'll fake an injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you on that. Yeah. How's uh how's the new kitten like in the house? Uh, it's a little terrace. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We try to not let her sleep before we go to bed. Otherwise, she'll be up terrorizing. She was attacking attacking my legs last night. (laughs) She get along with the other cat? Uh, Starting to. Yeah, they're getting along. Was he treating her like like an outsider when you first brought her home? Yeah, Yeah, Travis was pissed. Yeah, that. And then, uh, yeah, because he would normally sleep with me, but he wasn't doing that for a while. What'd you name the, the kitten? Tuna. Tuna? Yeah, so it was Steve. And then we found out it was a girl named Tuna for obvious reasons. How long did it take you to realize it was a female? Uh, so it's only a few months old. So we, were, we weren't sure if the balls had dropped yet. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've never had a kitten, so I don't know how that works. Yeah, I, I think that's how it works. Anyway. That's what I was told. I don't actually know. Uh, and then I was just looking, and I'm like, well, that doesn't look like balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait though, they didn't tell you it was a girl when you picked it up, or you just didn't ask. It's just our friends. It was a it was a litter from a barn cat. Oh, uh, I don't. I'm, I'm guess I've never been somewhere where that was a thing. I, I've never. Oh yeah, that's a thing all over here, all over the place. Because you got the barn cats that are like strays, basically. They just go slut around and get pregnant, and then <laughs> come back. Next thing you know, you got some kittens. Okay. I guess that checks out. That's, I remember being in, uh, it was like Grand Turk or something like that on my, on a cruise when I was like 20 and there was all those wild cats running around all the pools and everything at the hotels and people were treating them like they were rats. <laughs> Such a weird concept to me. It is. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't like cats. I like cats. I do too. Yeah. I don't mind them. I mean, I prefer dogs, but. Yeah. Same. One day we'll get to a point where we can get a dog. I mean, you got your own house, but you're probably you're looking to maybe change that living area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Are you, uh, how are you feeling about that? Are you reaching a point client wise or you think that's really on the horizon or? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping to be somewhere close to that or at least be able to do that within the next year. Okay. Yeah. I think that's reasonable as the, the growth that you've already had in like your nutrition and everything for clients has been. Yeah. So within a year, like even if we don't move in that year, that's okay. But if we, if we were to the point where we like could move, then, you know, that'd be cool. would you keep the house and rent it out or would you be trying to sell it? Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably cause we just bought it. We'd lose, lose a lot on it. Yeah. I would imagine you guys literally just got in there less than a year ago. Huh? Yeah. So we'd probably uh, rent it out for a while and then play that game. I don't know how well, I mean, I'm sure like running around here is pretty easy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty small town, Indiana. I don't really know how that works there. It's not a thriving community. Exactly. I don't know. I would just hope for like, ideally like a good family. Cause there's a school uh, that way, the high school. So like, yeah. like a good family that's just like, we just want to live here for the next 10 years. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. And just have that steady rent money coming in for 10 years. When, uh, just, when are you moving to, you're moving to Dallas. Yeah. In three, three and a half weeks, something like that. Oh, that's right. The same four weekend. weeks. Cause you're going through uh clash, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we're stopping for the Denver show, she's actually in there packing away. We just picked up some moving boxes today. So are you guys moving yourself? Well, no. So we got uh, booked a moving company that actually comes with a like full semi trailer or whatever, and they load everything for us and unload it at the new place. Oh, so, cool. yeah, it actually wound up it wound up saving money because we were looking at like the pods and the U-Haul boxes and stuff like that, and you have to pack those yourself, and their window dates to like pick up and drop off are weird, and they're another like thousand dollars plus on what we're paying this company to do it. So. Yeah, U-Haul's gotten real, real wild. Like, mm-hmm. used to be able to just like get a truck or whatever for whenever. Here's the keys, have at it. But now they got like you get it for two days, and then because we went over when we moved here, um, went over by a couple of days because it was right there at Christmas, and ended up charging us another like, I think it came out after everything, it came out to almost three hundred dollars more for two days. Yeah, well, we went over our mileage as well. Oh yeah, I had to go because of how it worked out. I had to go pretty far out of the way to get my empty weight. And uh, yeah, so I tried, I tried pulling the military card on and they didn't have anything to do with that one. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. I forget that uh, you guys had to like weigh it before and after. Right. So that you get paid for the army move. Yeah. Sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, it is. Um, it's kind of inconvenient, especially when there's no, which I didn't, I guess I didn't know, should have known, but I guess I didn't know that there was a scale on base that I could have used. So how far out of the way did you drive? Uh, what was it? I think it came out to being close to an hour round trip. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you were close on mileage, that probably fucked you pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I say with with us moving and where we had, like, we had to make a stop on the way to pick up some stuff. And I think it put us over, like, I don't remember the, we would have been under if I didn't go that like hour round trip. Gotcha. Yeah. So I know, I know you're there in Indiana and you're working for like your dad's company. What exactly is, I know you try drive truck farm and do some other things and you're supposed to be like management or whatever. What even is the company exactly? I don't know. Uh, so it's a dump truck business. Okay, um, they got five trucks, and they haul for. We're the top hauler for Corey here, and okay. venturing off doing some side stuff, and I just kind of oversee the employees and make sure they're all good and things keep moving and clicking. Yeah, yeah. How's uh, does does your dad know you're kind of not wanting to get into the company business yet? Uh, he knows that. Uh, I don't like driving. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he'd be surprised if I told him that it, I wasn't into it. 
Yeah. So, <clears throat> what uh, do you think he's going to be like? Sad about it? Oh yeah, yeah, they'll be pretty upset. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's a tough position to be in. I mean, when you basically like, he probably has thought about you taking over for your whole life, probably. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, they didn't start this until four or five years ago. Oh, okay. I mean, still though, that was probably in the back of his mind. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, so they got bored. Like, so they both basically were like at a retirement point and mm-hmm. like, kind of hit a lull of like, we're bored. What are we going to do? And just started this. And it was supposed to be just them like having something to do that turned into just this growing business that's doing very well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the the pace at which things work around here isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very yeah, the slow. Parks and Rec vibe isn't for you. It doesn't seem yeah, like. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's very slow paced. Um, people don't get in a big hurry to do mm-hmm. things. Fine. Okay. But is it though? Is it uh, though? No, it's not for me. Uh, it's okay <laughs> with them. I'm not going to, I guess, try to change their, change like people's around here lifestyle. I'm just not going to yeah. fall into it. <laughs> That's fair. It's understandable. I mean, you're not, yeah, you're not there trying to change anything. You're just like, this isn't for me. I'm going to probably get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. How's training at home going? I know you had full home gym in the garage and you were painting and whatnot. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Our garage was very dungeony um, mm-hmm. with, uh, cause it's, it's like cinder blocks. Um, so we painted it, uh, white <laughs> and it brightened it up a lot, which I think will help. Uh, it just not feel like depressing. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I got most of what all I need here and at the gym that I train at. So yeah, it works out pretty well. Um, yeah. it's a little bit of a drive to that gym, right? Uh, it can be, if there's not traffic, it's like 20 minutes. So it's not bad. Um, it seems a lot farther because like long roads in between. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I normally, I try to go there to train as much, especially when it's really hot. Um, like it has been the past you know, few weeks. Um, but yeah, if I can get away with it, I can train at home because I don't like to like make the drive. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. If you got the stuff right there and it's convenient and not, Killing you with the heat, might as well. Yeah. Plus, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Going in there certain times can be hard because there's mm-hmm. they do like personal train a lot of personal training, which is cool. Uh, but they don't. But it's just like I take up a lot of space sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know. They're supposed to be moving into a new facility here soon in the next couple weeks. I think they got a warehouse. Oh. So that could be pretty cool. Yeah. Are they getting more equipment to fill more space or is it just going to be kind of spread out more? Uh, I mean, I would assume that they would get more equipment if they're planning on expanding sizes. I mean, if it's, if it's big and they're planning on staying there, I wouldn't mind taking like my stuff there. So yeah, to, to train a lot. You know. mm-hmm. Nice to, I think it's nice to train. I like tra- training in a gym. Yeah. Better at least, at least like the environment and being around people when I'm training. Um, because someone's gotta watch me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um no. Uh I don't know, it's just a better feeling than like training by yourself sometimes, you know. You know how it goes. Um yeah. but um a bigger area would be cool. I was like I guess I got used to the gyms that I've been training at the past few years, like the like in Alaska at the gym on base. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that one's like just a big open area and then yeah. um even matt's uh was like, i mean that gym the one on base was basically a basketball court yeah. that they turned into a gym right yeah and then even matt's was like for how small it was it was still like pretty open yeah the warehouse that well like the second one that he opened up yeah yeah the one that he went to the one that he was at before he moved to the castle yeah the party palace yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then being on the fitness team, I mean, it was just all, like, wide open. So then being in, like, small areas. Yeah. You know, like, weirds me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
How would, uh, speaking of fitness team, I already heard Dan's explanation of what it is. How would you describe the fitness team? It was excellent. <laughs> uh, how how polit- politically correct of you. <laughs> um, it, so it was cool to be able to um, be able to train and compete as my job. Um, I think that like when we first got there to the team, we had all these expectations of what we thought we were going to be doing. Cause there was no real like description. Like we got there and then all of a sudden they were talking to us about like doing recruiting stuff and going recruiting. And everybody's like, like, what are you talking about? We're not, we're not recruiters. They're like, Oh no, you got to go out and like, when you go to events, you know, you got to do some recruiting and stuff to bring in, to try to like generate numbers. And we're all like, Oh, you know, cause none of that was in the, like the little brochure that we, Oh, got. really? So you guys yeah. had no idea. So it was really comp- like the, the, uh, I guess the information they sent out on it when they were starting it, it was kind of confusing because that's why I didn't sign up at first because it sounded like, cause it wasn't like a sports specific one. Like it was, it was, a uh, like saying you could be like, uh, lifting weights or running or kayaking or biking. So it kind of just sounded like you were going to like, in my mind, the way I interpreted it was you were going to be an athlete for the military, but you were going to participate in multiple sports. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Anything like triathlons, anything like that is the way I interpreted it. And I was like, Oh, I'm not getting into that. And then after I saw that they put Anthony or like Anthony was on the team, I'm like, Oh, okay. So there's going to be strong man. And then him and I started talking and that's how I ended up there. But gotcha. um, yeah, so there was a lot of vagueness going there. Mm-hmm. And then I think just the whole, um, the way everything is managed there um, makes it, makes it kind of hard to see what your actual mission is. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think. I mean, hearing what you had to say about it prior, what Anthony's had to say about it and how Dan feels about it now, it's kind of interesting because you all paint a slightly different picture for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um, I think you're a little bit more taking it as it comes than either one of they are them are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I mean, because, like, once you're there, there's not, like, much you can do. It's like, it's like here's what we're doing. And it's like, eh, cause I didn't really see like anything that we did. Like there was a lot of dumb shit, but also it wasn't that big of a deal. Like you had to do some dumb stuff, but it's like, I'm just here to work out. Like and <laughs> when I get done working out, I don't have much else going on. So if I have to do something else, it's not a big deal. It's kind of yeah. how I got it. Um, and even with like, the recruiting stuff, like it wasn't bad. Like we went to the LA fit expo and that was actually a lot of fun. We had a, like had a booth set up, people coming through and like giving away stuff, like giving away barbells and things. You know, so it was actually pretty, like stuff like that was fun. Um, yeah. But then just like every once in a while, there was some stuff in there. They were just like, why are we doing this? Like, they kept trying to have us do like the, the uh, new army, um, army fitness test, the ACFT. Mm-hmm. They're like changing that up. And they kept trying to, so they have like the army has a team that goes around like educating people and training them on doing this. And they kept trying to use us to do that. And then there was this like conflict because we're like, we're not those people. And then the people yeah. who were those people were like, you're not us. We're like, yeah, we know, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You're basically taking somebody else's job and trying to hand it to you guys. Yeah. So, what, what is on the, what is on the fitness test that you're supposed to demonstrate? Uh, I don't know. Um, what was it? There was a three rep max deadlift of like, but like they had like set weight, like set weights up to like 400 something. Oh, wow. It was on a trap bar too. Um, yeah, that. And then uh, there was like a ball throw, but it was like overhead, like for distance behind you. Um, okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird. weird. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. I don't know. I don't remember. I pretty much like dumped everything. Anyway. That's cool fair. Thing, yeah. I got to do out of doing it like every time it came up. So, <laughs> yeah, weaseled always, your way out of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was always trying to get out of doing as much as possible. That's fair. Understandable. 
How's uh, you said you're up to what nine clients nutrition wise now? Yeah, eight or nine. I got one pending. Okay, that's cool. Are you planning on turning that into programming or are you just going to stick with nutrition? I don't know. Right now, uh, I'm trying to say what you're talking like uh, workout programming and stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do that for um, two of my clients right now. Okay. Um, but I try, I'm trying not to get into that much, um, right now, I guess just because, um, it's more time consuming and it was like my full-time thing. It'd be different. It'd probably be easier to do. And then I get like real weird when I'm trying to like write out a workout program for somebody or like getting ready for a comp or like training, like specific training. Cause I start like, I don't know, I really overthink it. Mm-hmm. And try to get like either like do everything in one session. It's like, oh, it's a press day. Let's well, we can just press all these things, you know, like trying to hit everything. <laughs> and then I get a little overwhelmed with like thinking that I'm making it too hard and then like not hard enough or not hitting the right, you know, hitting like the right wave or you know, whatever. So yeah. um yeah, for whatever like doing nutrition and stuff like that, it's a lot easier for me. Like it, I don't know. It's, it's similar in a way, but it's just easier to, for me, like it makes more sense to me. Yeah. But I guess if like, um, if I got into doing it like full time, then I'd probably dabble in the programming a little more yeah. just because I would have more, probably have more time to be able to do it. And I wouldn't have to like do, cause like right now, like the couple of guys I do it for, well, sometimes I forget. Cause, and then I'll just like, it'll be like a last minute thing and I'll just like, Oh shit. And then rack my brain. Over it. Gotcha. I mean, that makes sense though. Cause I mean, if you're thinking about, like you said, pressing, you're looking at building somebody's press day, you can do overhead presses. You could do floor presses. You can do close grip bench. You can do normal bench. You can do tricep extension. You can do all kinds of things to increase somebody's press. Right. So there's so many like options to add in there. Whereas if you have a client and nutrition, and you want them to lose weight, there's only one way to do that. It's calories in, calories out. Right, right. And hitting like, I don't know, because then I try to think of like, whenever um, I'm making, doing like, kind of like planning out how my training is going to be, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I know what I need to do. And then whenever I'm planning out someone else's, instead of doing just like, well, they have the same goals I do, do it like I'm doing it. It's like, try to get all wild and like, do this yeah. stuff that I'm like trying to make things up. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I mean, that's not to belittle being a good nutritionist either. Cause there's a lot of difficulty there and like oh, figuring yeah. out how everybody, every individual's body works and like, where do you want to pull calories from or add them to or whatever. But right. I can see how programming and I've thought about trying to do it just for myself even. And it's overwhelming. I wind up writing in too much or too little or yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuff. There's just so many exercises to do, man. And then you have, especially if you're peaking for an event like a comp, and then you're trying to figure out how to get somebody's specific events up without losing other ones or something. It's just, right. or you're worried about like doing, you know, are you doing too much? Are you doing not enough? Mm-hmm. Are you going too heavy at the wrong times? Kind of things. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to think about, man. I would be definitely yeah. cautious of that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but- so, Sorry, what? Um, no, I was going to say the nutrition thing gets a little weird too. Cause like, I guess from what I know anyway, I, I'm a little unconventional with start, like kind of starting out, um, depending on what someone wants to do, like dieting down, maybe a little crazy at first. And then I've, I guess I like freak, like internally freak out a little bit, making sure like, cause it's like a borderline of like, this is going to work out really well or I'm going to fuck this person up. <laughs> what do you mean unconventional? What do you like? You just do heavy cuts faster. Well, like, um, I don't know. So I think that like, if you're starting a, um, if you've been doing a certain dial or diet style for a while, like you're eating, you know, the same way all the time. And in a way your body kind of gets used to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I like to, if you want to like, you know, diet down, put on weight, whatever, whatever, I guess, whatever it is, you just kind of want to shake that up and kind of like 
shock the system a little bit mm-hmm. and do just kind of some wild things with your, with like your macros and like what you're doing for the first few weeks where it's like, you know, you may feel like shit and things like seem bleak. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then you start to like even it all out and then it all just kind of falls into place yeah. there. I mean, I'm doing that with, uh, with a couple, like three or four guys. And at first they're like, man, that sucked. And now it's great. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. It actually worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta re you said level out and that makes sense. You gotta readjust or let your body readjust to the new plan. Yeah. Right. Cause it does. I mean, people don't realize, I don't think most people realize how much your body will get set in a certain way. If you're doing it the same way forever, all the time. I mean, it's just like lifting too, right? New stimulus is going to get more growth than doing the same exercise for two months at a time. Right. right, right. So, what uh, are you going back to? Are you is Anthony doing your programming right now, or are you doing your own? No, I'm just doing my own thing. Okay. Um. Yeah, I tried it out. Uh, yeah, for Clash. Um, in Corral. Yeah. Uh, Took third, qualified. Yeah. Yeah. So doing good. So I'm going to do, um, so I'm going to try it out again, going into, um, OSG. And then I don't know from there, I might try to, um, I don't know if I'm going to get like just one, like a coach or kind of just kind of like reach out to different people that are, you know, good in specific areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, kind of like, kind of like Anthony's doing now, you know, like Camby's working on his press. He's got Sean doing his deadlift and things like that. Yeah. I could see that being beneficial as long as I guess you would kind of have to communicate that you were doing that with them so that you could adjust workload capacity to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. 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 That'd be, that could be brutal real fast. I feel like, (laughs) but I don't know. I said something I thought about. Uh, I also thought about just taking a break and, you know, like not lifting for just, I mean, you have time. Yeah. To take a break, I guess after OSG, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think hopefully after OSG, I don't have anything until, uh, clash in April, May, whatever it is. April, end of April. I think April 22nd, I think the first day is. Yeah. So. You have no thoughts on doing uh, ASM this year? No, that's next week. Next week. I thought it was two weeks. It's twenty fifth. It's two weeks out. Yeah. No, I'm okay. Um, I wanted to actually. I was debating on it based off of how I did at Waco. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a few reoccurring injuries. Yeah. That I'm not trying to make worse. No. Um, I guess if I wasn't doing OSG, I would definitely do ASM. But it was kind of like one or the other, and I was already pretty well committed to doing OSG. Yeah. And it gives you a little bit more of a break. Yeah. And that turnaround, uh, personally, I don't like doing like the a cut, like back to back cut. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Might be a pussy, whatever. But um, I mean, I would like, if it was, um, yeah, like I said, like if I wasn't doing OSG, then I would definitely just jump in on ASM. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was kind of one or the other. And I want to give myself time. Heal up and kind of get some stuff fixed. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, OSG definitely gives you a month basically of recuperation while still training and maintaining um, that you wouldn't have for ASM. But I mean, you did that back to back cut last year. You won Nats and then went directly into ASM like what, two and a half weeks later or something? Definitely bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, which I mean, it's not bad. It's just going into it's more of a mental thing of like going from a cut. And then like competing and everything. And then all, then you just turn around and start like water loading again. And you're just like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that throws your body for a pretty big loop. I've never done them that close together before. Yeah. It's not fun. But, uh, and you, you do pretty heavy water cuts typically. I mean, you get down to 15 pounds over or so. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I normally start loading I'm normally about 250. I try to be no more than 250 when I start water loading. Yeah. I think ASM last year, I was actually like 254 when I started loading. Yeah, that's hefty. Yeah. And then, yeah, I try – actually, yeah, then I try to get down like 
I'm hoping to be like preferably like under 245 before I start to taper water. Mm-hmm. It works out like that. So, <laughs> what uh, what were you cutting from at OSG in 19 when you tried to make the 200 class? Uh, so I was doing, I was actually on track. Um, I was consistently 220, uh, 218, somewhere around there. And then, um, I think, cause it was, it was kind of a last minute thing. I ended up doing, uh, Kentucky strongest. That was what, just a few weeks it was only a couple weeks before, two or three weeks before. Yeah, it was, it was within a month for sure. Yeah. So I did that. And um, after I competed, I was up to 232. And then I started my water load. And I, yeah, so pretty much started at like 230, a little 232, you know. And then, yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> that one was rough. Yeah, that was brutal. I don't, I've never seen, I've seen some pretty rough cuts and I've never seen somebody as like out of it and on their deathbed as you were. <laughs> I know. So then whenever, so like, cause I did that and I got down to, well, I, I got down to 199 at one, at one point. Yeah. You had half a kilo to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So whenever I, anybody like tells me like that, like they do a hard cut, it's like 10 pounds or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm just like, no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when I was going to OSG that year and I, my body was messed up and I decided not to even actually complete the cut. Uh, what's the Australian kid, the crazy strong one that won the under 200 class. Oh yeah. 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 He, Naguarmo or something like that. He, uh, he was saying that anything under 10 kilos is a joke for a cut. And that's what 22 and a half pounds or something. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pretty solid water cut for most yeah. people. Yeah. But that's yeah. 10. When you, if you're cutting 231, I mean, that's 10, over 10% of your body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. So uh, doing that multiple times a year is pretty brutal. Yeah. And then there's, then there's those lucky people like Dan who just <laughs> has never really had to do a cut. Uh-huh. Yeah. Four pounds. And he's like starting his water load, like five days out. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Some people get lucky. I guess I could. I don't know. I tried being like lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, or like when I was lighter, I didn't really like it. Mainly like core, like core stability. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I can like diet down now. So I do have some fat that I could get rid of, but well, like, yeah. you know, hang on to it. I guess so, man. I mean, it makes you feel, <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel more comfortable under the weight. And then, uh, what do you, did you sign contract with SBD? Is that what happened there? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I signed the contract with them, uh, what, last week. Okay. What, uh, what are they hooking you up with? Uh, just gear and, um, media stuff. and Protecting lifting gear, I assume, not, uh, gear gear. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this sleeves and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of on the fence about it, um, but after talking with them and kind of what they have planned to do here in the future, um, I figured it was a good idea to get in on it. I mean, I didn't really have a reason to not do it. I was probably going to do it either way. Um, but yeah, after talking with them, it was more of a like an easier decision. So yeah, you said they kind of sold you over the phone, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. So okay. That's cool. Yeah. It's nice to have a sponsor like that, at least for at the very least, like new lifting gear all the time. And then you get a commission code or whatever, right? I think so. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Got to make some money somehow. Yeah. How are you feeling going into the clash finals this year? I know uh, last year left you uh, a little upset. Yeah. I did not do hot last year. Uh, I'm feeling uh, I guess I'm feeling, I don't know, maybe I'm feeling better. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah I know I'm going to do better than I did last year though. Uh, yeah. I need to work on my squats. So I'm assuming. Yeah. Is- 
It's funny because you, I remember you were upset, like even after day one, you were kind of upset feeling like you underperformed. Oh, yeah. And then day two, I know that you definitely did day two, but I think day one kind of messed you up mentally. And it's kind of funny because talking to Anthony in Waco, he's like, Justin did so great on day one. And then he just shit the bed on day two. Did I do great on day one? That's what he said. No, everybody says that. And I won the two events I was going to win no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's beating you on moving events. Moving events. And yeah, yeah, I was going to win. Yeah, because everybody's like, well, you won those events. I'm like, yeah, I was going to win them no matter what. I mean, given some circumstances, I think Tommy was faster than me, but he was in my group. So whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, going into that, I wasn't really like mentally, like mentally into it. Um, and then like physically, I don't know, physically, I felt like everything was going to break and mm-hmm. yeah. So it just wasn't good. And I don't know. I'm glad I like did as bad as I did. Um, just because it was a good, like uh, a good check of like where I was at and like what I need, like I needed to make changes and do things differently. And yeah, so in a way I'm like, I'm glad I shit the bed there. Cause I was doing, I guess I was doing like pretty well for a while mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I mean like competing well and winning yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was good to have a setback like that. I think I think, honestly, like I think, everybody should experience something like that because once you doing, cause like, I definitely, I think I like had after a while, I noticed I was getting like a mental change. Like I'm pretty good. And then I needed to like have like a bad competition. Like I'm not that good. I need to work on things. And uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm glad it happened. Like it did. uh, It's kind of funny. I mean, I could see, that a little bit happening but for the most part at least between you me and dan and like our group chat and everything you never came across that way like you were getting overly cocky or anything you know i try not to it's more internal yeah yeah more like i definitely try to like keep myself in check with it and whenever i do think something i'm like no 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 <laughs> like because you remember like his like especially in strength sports mm-hmm. um I mean, like really any sports, you know, it's hard, like on an individual level, you can be, you, everybody has their good days. Everybody has their bad days and you can be really good. And then there's somebody who, you know, that you may overlook and come in and roll you over and it's like, Oh wow. I wasn't expecting that at all. Mm -hmm. You know, like in your mind, it's like, wow, I'm really good. You know, like the, like after I won nationals, I had this like, Things that's when you get your pro card and do all that stuff. And it's like, well, I'm a pro now. Cool. Yeah. Like then you find out it's like, wow, that, you know, kind of doesn't mean shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fair that you would have developed a little bit of that mindset. You know, you won nationals, did extremely well, and then went to ASM two weeks later and won two events. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, but it's, it's also, it's difficult not to get a fat head about some of that stuff every once in a while. Yeah, so it's good to be humbled from time to time. Mm-hmm. And no, I agree. Yeah. And like I think like lifting, especially trying to like lift heavy things all the time is pretty humbling too. Pretty like famous. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, oh I mean God. you gotta take a rest too. I mean, you were going <laughs> you were going hard for a while, like you said. Yeah. And you not only were you doing well, but you were consistently performing at heavy events for a while there, just back to back to back. So, and then I saw your training going into clash finals and that was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. The training going into clash wasn't the greatest. Um, I think there was a lot of factors that went into that, mm-hmm. um, which was cause we had just, just got out of the military, just moved it was winter, like new environment, change of life, complete change of lifestyle. Um, trying to train in my, freezing ass cold garage yeah that um you know so yeah a lot of fact i mean like a lot of outside factors that i wasn't used to going into things and having like a job like a job job again i guess you know yeah yeah i mean that's regardless of what it is it's going to be mentally draining if not also physically draining yeah. so trying to recover the same way that you were previously when working out was your job mm-hmm. it's going to make yeah, a big that's difference when i had uh uh, see, 
that's when I cried my first time during during a uh, training session when I was trying to do spins <laughs> and I couldn't pick up. I think it was like a I don't know like a 275 or 300 pound stone and I couldn't pick it up. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and then I lost it. I went through like every emotion in like a, mm. like a matter of seconds. <laughs> Grieving your uh, strength gains. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. I mean, that was it was a tough uh, prep for a heavy, tough comp. I remember t- I talked to Anthony about it in Waco, but I don't remember if you were with us or not. And he was like, "Yeah, I genuinely didn't know how to prep them for that show because I made the events and they were hard, heavy events, mm-hmm. and I just." what am I going to do? These guys are going to be dead every single day for weeks on end, getting ready for this. How am I supposed to prep them? Yeah. I'm sure it was hard to put like program for, which I mean, it was hard to yeah. like visualize prepping for that many events at one time. So. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if you have to pick like two or three and really focus on and maybe do that and change them after a couple of weeks or something and hope you don't lose the other ones while you're doing, you know, but I found, and I don't know, something I'm, I've started doing and probably I'm going to do more going into like going forward is cutting back training my better events like yoke, like not focusing on doing a lot of like doing yoke every week, maybe like every other yeah. week, not training it as heavy if I don't need to mm-hmm. maybe just like, feel like get it heavy, you know, every once every three weeks or so just to feel the weight, but not really focusing on training that because consistently I haven't really had to train it that much. Yeah. When's the last time you lost a yoke event? I don't think I have. Yeah. So maybe you can let that one slide a little. So you have energy, but that's also one of those things that gets in my head of, cause there's times like yokes, one of those things, like one of those that's, you know, you're normally doing pretty heavy, like a 700 pound yoke. Everybody's like, Oh, I do that all the time. It's not heavy. And then you get under a 700 pound yoke and it like crushes you. Uh-huh. Um, so like that. So every once in a while it gets in my head of like, what if I've gotten bad at yoke or what if it's not right? Like, you know, just all these, what ifs yeah. um, that I shouldn't. Cause then I also have in like my head, it's like, well, I don't think I've ever been beat at yoke. So I got to keep that up. So I don't mm. slip. Then I focus on it too much, which I think like doing a heavy yoke definitely fucks me up for a few days. So yeah, yeah, like dialing that back, I think is going to help out. I don't care how, I don't care how naturally inclined you are to be good at yoke. It's a taxing ass event. I mean, anytime you choose, anytime you choose to do 700 plus on a yoke, you're taking away from another event in the next couple of days. Right. Yeah. There, I mean, there were some times when I would do heavy yokes and then go to deadlift a couple of days later. And I'm just like, I feel all of it. Like, and I've, and I don't know if you've ever measured, have you ever measured yourself after doing a heavy yoke? No. I, yeah. You definitely compress your spine and loosen. Really? <laughs> yeah. How much have you lost height wise? Uh, I lost a half inch. One wow. Time. That's a lot of compression. Yeah. People wonder why like bulge discs happen. <laughs> Do you feel like, uh, I mean, obviously the life change, uh, affected your training and recovery a lot throughout. Do you think how much of it was just losing your like everyday training partner, you know, pushing you? Cause you were with Anthony for years, basically. Yeah. For a couple of years. Um, I, yeah, it's definitely hard, harder to go into training by yourself or mm-hmm. training in a different environment where people aren't on the same level as you. And that's a big change because you have to be your own, like your own hype, you know, mm-hmm. and push your and be like, push yourself, not have, you know, you don't have that person there that you're like kind of competing with every training event or, you know, like just have somebody to banter with and do things. And you're trying to be that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, that's a big mental change where you really have to be, something I'm still really working on is like being really like in your head, not in like a bad way where you're like, like getting yourself all like discouraged and hyped up, but like really be like deeply focused on what you're doing and not getting 
caught by outside distractions or, you know, kind of losing focus. Um, I notice when I'm training by myself is when I lose more focus because I start thinking about like thinking about other things. Um, so that's something I'm really working on is like trying to, when I'm training is just, especially when I'm by myself training is really just focusing on what I'm doing and going into like every set or every session, you know, like the best I can and not have any distractions, which makes it even harder when you're training at home because you have your home distractions. And then you think about all these things that you could do. Like I try not to come in. Like once I'm outside training, I try not to come inside unless it's like to get like water or go to the bathroom or something. Um, just because there's a lot of distractions, mm-hmm. you know, like your animals or like food or, you know, stuff like that. Like it's just too easy to get distracted. And mm-hmm. if I just go out, I just try to like treat it like I'm at a different facility. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, I can only imagine having the intensity of training with one, a friend, but two, like that friend is sort of your boss at the time. He was your coach. <laughs> he was two time, like, world champ or whatever, and better than you at a lot of the events. So there's that, like trying to beat him, like you said, that competition back and forth every day. And then um, all of a sudden being at a general pop uh, facility where you're like the strongest dude there (laughs) and you're trying to convince yourself that you need to try harder. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. So the gym I go to now uh, is good. There's a lot of power lifters and stuff. Um, so it's a little bit different. I don't understand. Oh, so you're, so you're not really top dog. Cause they all out bench you. Yeah. 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 Of course. Even the girls, uh, oh. <laughs> they, uh, I don't understand how power, power lifters like do their training because they just like, it's just compound stuff. And then they go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my jam. And then it's just me in there just like doing all this wild shit. But, uh, yeah, it's all right. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How's uh how's Tiffany do when you're in the gym or in your uh, garage using it as the gym? If she's working out, it's okay. If she's doing other things, she they sometimes see this is the distraction parts where we're talking about like she's doing something or comes out and asks like ask me to do something and I'll have to be like, I'm at the gym, you know, like mm-hmm. if I was at the gym, you wouldn't be asking me to do these things. Right. Yeah. In which I try to, I guess I do find myself, like sometimes I find myself doing the same thing when she's working out and I try not to um, do like bother her because again, it's like you're at the gym while you're at home. You should you should install a, a lock on the inside of the uh, garage door so that when one of you is in there working out, you can just lock it on the other one. Right. Not a bad idea. However, we have to have the garage door open because it gets way too hot in there. Mm, that's fair. That's unfortunate then. Yeah. I like, I was in there today doing stuff and it was like a little sauna. So you could have somebody wear like uh like one of those dog like invisible fence collars around their wrist or something. So like if they cross the door, they get shocked. Yeah. That'd be cool. That way it can be open. Yeah, you'd be solid. But they can still talk to you. So you need the one that's like, like mm. a button, a button as well. So now a muzzle comes into it too. Yes. Muzzle. So muzzles and shock collars. Yeah, and next thing you got a whip. Yeah, I don't need to know what you guys do when you're alone. <laughs> yeah. So what wait, what time is it there? It is four almost four thirty. Oh cool. Are you going to are you gonna be packing tonight? Or do you just watch Rachel pack everything? Uh so far <laughs> I've just watched Rachel pack everything. So <laughs> she gave me a look. Yeah, I should probably help a little bit. I got some video editing too to do for uh, the Waco stuff now that I got a new computer so I can actually edit the footage oh, I got. Oh, yeah. Are, are you doing like a separate, uh, like a video for that? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to try and make like a five minute, maybe less, um, kind of a trailer about Waco. And then I'll probably do one for each uh, qualifier that I go to. Oh, that'd be cool. 
Mm-hmm. Are you yeah, and then I'm doing it. Do, uh, are you going to try to do podcasts with the overseas guys? Like the people who end up qualifying? Yeah. Depending on who it is. And if it's somebody that I feel like I could actually have a conversation with, cause there's a few uh, of them. Yeah. Pretty, they can't speak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, what am I going to do? Let's say we get somebody, I know Novakov's a heavyweight, but let's say somebody in Russia or Ukraine yeah. qualifies and they don't speak English. What am I going to do? Yeah. That makes sense. So it's unfortunate. I would like to do them with people like that. Cause that's totally different view. And I'm sure I would learn a ton, but oh, yeah. just, unless they have a translator, or I have one and then it's just going to turn them into this whole like four hour thing. Right. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. I imagine that it'll be probably more like, I know Finland probably has some people that'll do it. Ireland. There'll be a lot of Europeans, I'm sure. Oh yeah. So And Australia. Australia's got quite a few guys. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I hope it all works out. They were, I was talking to a couple of my friends over there who were saying that they might have troubles getting here for OSG as well. So yeah. I mean, luckily clash is still a ways out, but yeah, OSG would be really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way is out pretty bad, too. What if we lock down again? It's very true. Very <laughs> true. I think Australia is currently locked down. Yeah, they can't do anything. Uh-uh. No, they can't. I mean, even Canada is technically... What's that? Don't Australians get, like, a ticket for going out of their house or something? I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think Canada was doing that, too, for a while, but maybe they opened back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm supposed to try and get Isaac... Um, when he goes to the stone world record thing in December. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I'm, I'm thinking about trying to get one with Mel uh, maybe next week or the week after when she gets back from Dubai. Yeah. Yo, Dubai looks dope. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen their plane? Like they were, all I've seen really was them posting about their plane ride. Nothing looked crazy. Oh yeah. That plane looked dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like four course meals and shit. Yeah. I need to get like really strong so that I can just, Go live off some rich oil prince. I mean, you could do that too, depending on what you're willing to send over the internet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know if they send me a list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, everyone you're gonna has, send your use. Uh, it's very true. Everybody does have press. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm gonna get to packing and editing stuff. I'll let you get uh, going to bed or whatever you're doing. It's what seven thirty there. Yeah. Ooh, I could go to bed right now. That would be I guess you got a, you have a real job now, so you got to go there tomorrow. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So That's unfortunate. It is waking up. Yeah. Real jobs. Real jobs are overrated. Yeah. I actually don't even know what time I work tomorrow. So that's fun. Nice. Yeah. We'll see. I got to get up at like, what time? like 530 ish. That's about the time I get up. Yeah. 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 So it's not fun. No. Yeah. Very man. So, uh, Yep. All right. It was fun. Thanks for taking the time. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was Pro Strongman Justin Loy. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like I said at the beginning. And uh, feel free to shoot me a DM or an email if there's any guests you'd like to hear from or questions you might like asked to anybody in particular. Uh, that is at thick, strong, and awkward, T H I C C, uh, for uh, Instagram or thick and awkward at gmail.com again t-h-i-c-c cool see you guys next time